Masonic Light Podcast. This is Past Master Moyer calling in with my review of episode number 98 entitled COVID-19 Freemasonry. It was uh, really enjoyable to listen to the panel discuss their thoughts on the future of Freemasonry. And I agree with, with all of you that we're definitely going to change. I think mainly because we're, we're all used to less nights out. I know I'm enjoying it. And I'm going to be more careful moving forward in what I pick and choose to do because I want to get quality out of it, not quantity. We will become smaller, but I think we'll become much stronger. And uh, I'll offer one, one possible solution, I think, for problems moving forward. I've been a proponent of Grand Lodge allowing all appendant bodies in Pennsylvania to use Salesforce mainly to keep uh, up on deaths in the fraternity. But more importantly, we could put their calendars out there and then we could stop having the same functions on the same day. It drives me nuts when three or four pendant bodies have a picnic on the same day. There's got to be a way to, to correct that, and I think Salesforce might, might be a solution. I really enjoyed uh, Dutchie Doug from Broken Plow Lodge number 377. He's always hilarious. And finally, in closing, Maris, that stupid joke about a weasel on the railroad tracks, just don't do that anymore. Talk to you guys soon. I hope to get episode 99 in the books in the next day or two. I'll be back in touch. Bye. From the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. And welcome, everybody. Welcome, Masonic Lake Podcast, episode 101. 101? No way. Whoa. And well, you know what? Past Master Moyer's going to be so proud of us. Well, I, I said it the proper English way. He said it the Pennsylvania way, 101. Right. Oh. So tonight on our show, we have the gentlemen that were the creators of the Amity app. Um, and they'll tell you a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, but we're going to go around uh, the virtual room here and uh, see what everybody's been up to. Tim, what have you been up to since we last talked? Well, uh, we actually met, I think we mentioned that uh, we had had a stated meeting um, when we recorded episode 100. Uh, since then, the only thing Masonically, and it's only quasi-Masonically that I've done, is attended a wonderful summer picnic um, at Ed Stum's house, where there were, I don't know, 20, 25 brethren sitting outside for most of an afternoon, uh, just enjoying fellowship and um, a lot of cigars and some wonderful steaks and... Just great fellowship. So 
thank you to Ed Stum for that, and especially for the invite. A um, couple of others uh, were at that, so I won't steal their thunder. But uh, that's pretty much been it Masonically uh, in the past two weeks. Okay. And uh, Joseph, you're next on my list, even though you're not a regular on the show. Um, say hi to everybody and say what you've been up to the Masonically the past couple of weeks. Well, hello, everyone. Good, af- good afternoon. Good evening. I guess it depends on what time you're listening to this. But, uh, you know, for, you know, here in, uh, I'm, a, I'm a New York Mason. And uh, right now we've been doing a couple social distancing events. So we all gathered around uh, Cleopatra's Needle with, uh, with six feet of distance between us and had a couple, uh, couple good picnics. And Cleopatra's Needle has its own very interesting Masonic significance, but I will not steal the thunder from, uh, from Michael. Wonderful. So, um, have a Josh. Josh has to find his microphone because he talks maybe once an episode. <laughs> what, Josh, what have you been up to? Uh, not too much. Um, the only thing I really did was uh, we had a, a Zoom meeting with the officers of Lamberton Lodge number 476 to uh, you know make sure we're, we're moving in the right direction as far as getting all of our required PPE and uh, all the required stuff for that. So uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Larry Maris. Yo. I've been up too. Well, yeah, that's the kind of the pattern we're doing. Yeah, I think, <laughs> you know, I kind of dozed while. off there for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Ghost and Gridiron started up about officially three weeks ago. And uh, we've been having an attendance of about maybe 10, 12 guys at a session. I think I attended the first one. And I haven't been back to the past couple and also, too, I joined Tim and Jack and uh, uh, Moyer and a whole bunch of guys at uh, Ed Stubbs Picnic on Saturday, an unofficial non-Masonic event, I might add. Right. And I, I was there for a short period of time. I thought I could do a lot better than what I did, but I lasted an hour and a half and I ended up leaving early. So that happens. Still recovering in the recovery mode, but doing well. Very well. Great. Guys. To Larry's credit, it was like 97 degrees that day. Oh, yeah, my yeah. Lord. It was, hot. it was 97 in the shade. Right. Yeah, under the tents. <laughs> and a bunch of very healthy people out there in that sun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Smoking. Oh, yeah. And the only wind was coming out of the chairs. So, <laughs> <laughs> so next on my list, the real Jeremy from Amity. What have you been up to? Hey, uh, well, first off, thanks for having us here. Um, super excited to be here. Um, I am actually in Guadalajara, Mexico right now. I've been quarantined here since, uh, since February. So (laughs) yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's horrible. I got to tell you that the tequila, the tacos and, uh, and the sun are just, you know, they're, they're horrible for the soul. Are you near water? Uh, within a couple hours. Yes. And I've, I've made it to the beach a few times. Okay. That's not close enough. Yeah, fair, fair. But I, I do have a balcony, and uh, and there is sun. So, um, so masonically, most of what I've been doing is uh, is over Zoom. Uh, I was actually a couple days ago the Grand Lodge of Alaska, their research lodge, uh, had a great presentation by the Grand Master on the Morgan Affair and the Baltimore Convention, uh, which you may know is when dues cards started for Masons back in the 1800s. Uh, but other than that, I'm I'm still exploring Guadalajara masonically. Apparently, there's a cemetery here. 
that's full of dead grandmasters. And uh, every so often there's an initiation there. So we're, we're still trying to figure out, uh, you know, how to get me there and, and where that is. But uh, maybe I'll have a better story for you next time. Nice. Awesome. Jack Harley. Yeah. You're up. Oh, me. Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, I, I was at the non-Masonic smoker at Ed Stump's house where we were all sufficiently social distanced. Absolutely. I did have my microphone with me, and I, uh, I stuck it in the face of probably 20 guys at the, the, my microphone uh, at, at that smoker, and, and there is no recording done. Um, no. it is blank every one of them is blank oh. so, was uh was alcohol involved oh. this is <laughs> me and my four roses had a problem that day oh. but, uh yeah so i've got a, i've got like 16 blank files uh all about a minute 30 seconds long so i'll send them to you and you can yeah but uh so so that was fun uh i went to the lodge uh and to take the pictures actually for amity they were uh generous enough to say that they would feature effort lodge on their what is it travel safe tuesday and they just put up a beautiful uh segment a series of pictures i can't believe i took them uh, but you made them look e- fabulous. It, 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 it looks magnificent. Um, so, so, so here's the question, though: Did you did you notice the mask in the in the front of one of the pictures? No. Did you mask George Washington? No, no. Apparently, when you were taking the pictures, a uh, a mask was uh, got in the way of the camera. I did my oh. best to crop most of it out, but if you take a close look, it's there. Oh, the long shot of the building. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I did see. I, I wondered what that was. Okay, that was me. Sorry. <laughs> But uh, while I was there, the uh, chair of the safety committee was in the building, and I helped him tape off the little X's on the floor, you know, like at Walmart where you have to be six feet apart. And we're having my favorite. This is my favorite COVID story. We, at great expense, had a plexiglass screen created to sit on the Tyler's podium in the Tyler station. Now you have to understand this is about an eight foot by eight foot room with a seven foot ceiling. So it's a cube of air and there is a plexiglass screen right in front of the Tyler about two feet wide. Okay. So there, there can't be any air getting around that plexiglass screen to the Tyler. Because there's it, it's so it's so representative of what we're dealing with with this whole social distancing thing. It's it's like having a no peeing section in your pool. It just doesn't. I don't know. That was a great great analogy. It's like like the old days when you they ask you if you want smoking or non smoking in the restaurant, and they put you in the seat right beside the other section. Back in those days. So, uh, remember actually the smoking sections on planes? Airplane, right. Yeah, yeah. You could, yeah, because all the germs go to the back. That's what happens in the you know, Maybe um, I'm dating myself, but I flew to Israel once in the row before the smoking section, and I, I didn't smell like smoke at all. No way. So, so the, uh, and I will say, 
um, that Pennsylvania happily boycotted the Baltimore Convention back in the day. Oh, thank We were just not having any thank of that. Thank goodness. Well, yeah. Did. They should come to us. <laughs> That's why we're still ancient. <laughs> they should come to us. Absolutely. So, uh, Pete here, what have I done? Um, well, not – I was at a huge, big event in uh, Cumberland, Maryland that is totally not Masonic, but just so happened like all hundred and some people there were Masons. Um, but uh, – it was fun. I think it was one of the first uh, events east of the Mississippi uh, for this group. And that was, what, two weekends ago? Mm-hmm. A weekend and a half ago. So just picture you have 100 guys, probably none of them wearing masks. If they were wearing them, they weren't wearing them properly. Oh, gosh. Uh, um, so I are, are you quarantining? Yeah. I've got three more days to make it two weeks, and I think I feel pretty confident. <laughs> but uh yeah no covid there was one heart attack but you know you get an old group like that (laughs) that's like that's like every third show for us but (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's take a quick break and we're gonna come back and we're gonna like try and shut up and let the guys from the amity app do some talking Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. From planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. with uh, episode 101, and today's guests are the gentlemen behind the the app that you can get on the uh, iTunes store or the Google Play store called Amity. Um, and so we are with um, Jeremy Barnes, Mike, Michael Radigan, and uh, Joseph Grabrowski. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so... I'll let you guys kind of. I'll let you guys take over and um, tell us kind of like the history of how you guys started this app and what it does. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on how far you want to go back, right? Uh, <laughs> my the first time I met Michael was uh, about thirty five years ago when we were playing in the sand together at the beach. Uh, so we've been friends for a while, um, and life sort of took its own turns. And, and, uh, you know, a couple of years ago we got back together and, and, you know, became fast friends again as adults. Um, and, uh, and realized that, you know, the craft was missing something. Um, we have a lot of processes to find each other, uh, but they're all paper. You know, uh, I was secretary in my lodge and, and I can't tell you the number of times somebody would randomly walk up and say, Hey, I'm a Mason would like to join you for lodge. And, uh, 
you know, couldn't prove it and nothing I had on my secretary's table, uh, could, could fix that. And, uh, and so what we decided to do was create an app that, that helped each other find, uh, helped us find each other, you know, uh, help Masons find each other anywhere in the world, find lodges and, uh, you know, uh, do your research and, and, uh, experience more of the craft. So the rest from there is history. We could of course go into, you know, a four year story, but, uh, but that's the basics. We're super excited to be here and, uh, and thrilled that, you know, we've got a new launch out to, to share with the world. So you've had it out for a couple of years. So how, like, what was in its infancy? What was it? Was it just like a database or? Uh, in its infancy, it was, I mean, I'm not going to argue that it was an amazingly designed app, but, you know, we started out. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> come on, dad. Be proud. Yeah, I, I suppose. I suppose. But I, I also know who designed it. Um, <laughs> and uh, since, since that was me, I don't want to brag too much. Um, but uh, no, it started out really as as a way for a secretary to organize the people that showed up to a meeting. Um, you know, I, I was lucky, like I said, to be the secretary of my lodge after having served as, as master. Um, my lodge is Potomac Lodge Number no. 5 in D.C., and we get international visitors all the time. And, uh, you know, trying to – I don't know about you guys. I know at least one of you is a secretary, but, you know, trying to read the – the register after a meeting and going, are you a right worshipful, a wrong worshipful? Like what grand lodge are you from? Like whose signature is this? You know, it just drove me up the wall and the ability, which is sort of one of the underreported features of Amity, the, the ability to press a button and have the people who attended your meeting get emailed to you and paste it into your minutes is like, that was the first, we got to do something to fix this moment. So can I break in for just a second? How how does how do we do that in our lodge? How, who what, who do we need to make aware of that technology, and how does that get implemented? Because we're dealing with people that are eighty years old and don't know how to spell podcast, uh, and we got twenty three year olds who know how to write them. Yeah how how do we make that work? Yeah, so that's why, you know, and going back to how we kind of started, you know, this has been a long evolution. And that was one of the things Jeremy and I started with. You know, we come from two very old lodges as well as Joseph. Joseph is a member, you know, we're a member of the same lodge, Independent Royal Arch Lodge Number 2 in New York. And we we knew that we would have to obviously build some barriers and, and, and take this thing very seriously, you know, if, if we were creating something like this. So when we first initially started, um, you know, the, the lodge admins was like lodge secretary, you know, and, and as we got counsel from, you know, wise counsel throughout the world, you know, we started realizing we kind of needed to be a little more open with that. So we've moved it to principal officers, you know, junior warden up, you know, to the, you know, obviously the master as well. If, if you're a warden of a lodge, you should be able to sit in the chair, you know, provided the master's not there. And so it's been an evolution where we've kind of changed the, the steps within the app. So you have your lodge admin. They can verify anybody within within a lodge. Sometimes it's if we don't have a grand lodge administrator and we don't have uh, you know automated systems put in place or someone who is you know looking at the oversight uh, portal you know regularly you know it, it can sometimes become a manual process where we have to reach out to the lodge and hopefully some of them have official means. Um, so you know basically we 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 need an official way to tell that someone in the lodge is a mason 
or in the Grand Lodge. And obviously automated systems are better, but in the sense of just really, it's, it's a matter of the secretary or master, uh, you know, verifying the brothers of their lodge. So I'll jump in here quickly and, and say one of the cool things that we've been able to do uh, now in about uh, almost 80 Grand Lodges around the world uh, is either work with the Grand Lodge or the Grand Lodge's member management system to do member verification in real time. Um, I know in Pennsylvania, you guys use Salesforce, so that's a bit of a bigger lift. Uh, but for example, if you're a jurisdiction that uses Mori, uh, in real time, what we're able to do is actually identify whether or not you are in good standing. Uh, and so things like that, as, as Michael said, you know, there are definitely barriers to people using the app, but what we've tried to do is, uh, make that as intuitive as possible. Um, we've found that, you know, people used to say, well, you know, we've got all these people that are over X age and they're not going to want to deal with a mobile app. And, you know, the, the running joke internally is sort of, well, as soon as grandma and grandpa figured out that they could FaceTime their grandkids, that you can't get them off the phone. Uh, and and we're, yeah, we're, we're finding that adoption is huge, uh, no matter what your age is, um, as long as we take the steps to say, well, what does a Mason need to do? And that's one of the things that we've really focused on is, is being something for the everyday Mason. You'll notice a lot of other uh, systems out there and what's difficult to bring them to the craft is, is that they're built sort of from the top up, you know, from the top down. And we've noticed that in implementing this type of technology to a lodge where the members want to use it, they're actually going to the, to the elder secretaries, you know, who, ba who, who help really run a lodge. And then they get inspired to use this technology and look into finding out how it, you know, how, how they, it can benefit their lodge and even in their lives in general. So, I mean, we've seen a massive amount of information being shared you know, with the Grand Lodge, with emails being updated and dues paid and all sorts of things just by implementing some of this newer technology and getting people connected. What kind of uh, support have you gotten from various Grand Lodges around the country with this? Because as you and I have spoken before, you know, one of the challenges we face are the limits on our ability to share data. But uh, I'm just curious as to what kind of so, yeah. you know, support you've gotten. So, so I think for, for the most part, we've gotten overwhelming support. Um, you know, I, I think obviously in working in anything in masonry, you'll notice, and, and it's the beautiful thing of masonry is every jurisdiction is sovereign to wow. itself. So every jurisdiction is going to have to work out the parameters and see how they want to use Amity. Um, and, and sometimes those conversations hasn't, haven't even been had yet just because you know, jurisdictions are busy and, and sometimes they're working on another project. Um, in time, we believe that everybody will, will see a lot of the benefits of what we're doing. Um, but for the most part, everybody's been overwhelmingly, uh, you know, receptive of it. Some people have had questions, obviously, about private data law. Um, but one of the things that we're very proud of is we adhere to GDPR and CCPA and, and New York Shield law, and, and we understand it. Um, and that's something that we hope to be continuing to share with the craft in general, and more people should be focused on that. I mean, and, and on that I'm note, I'm sorry, go ahead. So I was going to say, let me just jump in here with, with one piece. One of the cool things, you know, we've now got Masons in over 225 Grand Lodges using Amity. 
Um, and, and that's sort of a double-edged sword. You know, people don't often realize that, that Michael's actually the one who usually calls these people and says, so uh, I'm an American and I've got this app and uh, this guy signed up and he says he's one of yours. Can you tell us who he is? And, and you know, there's a lot of concern when you get a random call out of the blue out of that, and rightfully so, yeah. right? Um, the, the flip side is, as Michael said, we're sort of combating a growing understanding of what modern security law is. And one of the biggest challenges for Grand Lodges is they say, well, we can't give you the information about our members. When ironically, the member themselves is asking us to go to the Grand Lodge and verify them, right? So part of the understanding that we've been trying to work through is, look, this is the member's information, Right. For me, for example, my Grand Lodge needs to know that I took the degrees, but my address is my information, not the Grand Lodge's. Right. And so having that discussion of, look, your member gave me his dues card digitally and told me to walk to the Grand Secretary's office and say, is this person actually a Mason? You know, if we were all three standing in the same room, there wouldn't be a question about whether or not that's appropriate. And we've implemented those processes digitally, but there's still some growth to learn. Hey, look, it's it's actually the same process, and it's still okay because the member is the one making the request, not Amity. I totally agree with you. And I think there are many great uses for this, and I recognize some of the challenges you face. You know, as a secretary, we have this book of lodges that shows all the lodges that we um, – have Amity you, with. You know, if, if I may, actually, we've got about 50% more lodges in Amity than that book. And you have you have Amity with a lot more than it's in that book. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I agree with you. And, and But one of the chat, what I was going to say was one of the challenges that I face is even though, uh, you know, they have individual lodges listed, there are all these footnotes and all these other things that you actually have to go through as a secretary to determine you know, is this lodge recognized? And what I found with your app is, you know, I can go to the app and do it in, you know, 35 seconds versus, you know, having to go into research in a single book even to determine if someone can come visit our lodge. But even better, as you mentioned, the individual member who might be traveling somewhere can pull up that app can go on and say, I'm a Pennsylvania Mason, or I'm a Maryland Mason, or a New York Mason, or a Texas Mason, or wherever you might be, and you can find all the lodges that um, your lodge recognizes. That's right. So walk, walk me through this. Let's say I'm a, uh, a Mason, I'm hearing about this app for the first time, and they want to log on and, and, and you know become a member of your site. What's the process that they go through to get verified? Yeah, sure thing. So, so the actual registration for the app is fairly straightforward. You know, go to your app store, download the app. Um, you'll put in your email address, and and we'll walk you through about ten questions. Um, that includes verifying that you actually own the email address that you're putting in. You know, pick your lodge. Are you, you know, a past grandmaster, or are you an apprentice, whatever it may be. Um, once you're in the door, though, you've got that that email verified. It depends on what grand lodge you're a member of. Um, as I said, in you know, coming on eighty grand lodges around the world now. Uh, we are actually able to verify your membership status in real time. Um, and that means the Grand Lodge has approved our ability to go to the their membership system with the information you provide and verify that you are who you say you are, right? 
Um, for example, in the Prince Hall Grand Lodge in New York, you know, we'll check based on name, lodge number, email address, things like that. And if it all man- matches the Grand Lodge's membership system, then you're good to go. Uh, and we'll give you permissions in the app. Where we don't have that automated ability, um, your lodge secretary or even your grand secretary uh, have the ability to go in and uh, do that manually. Um, or we do have a backlog of people that we're still sort of trying to use the Masonic barking chain to figure out who they are, where they came from, what their story is, and if they're in good standing. Fortunately for Pennsylvania, every lodge in Pennsylvania does have official emails that are given by the Grand Lodge. So in that instance, any email that's sent to our support desk at support at Kopiri.com, uh, you know, affirming a brother and their email address, that would, that would give us a, um, you know, a, a confirmation that that person is actually in good standing. It's actually very rare that, you know, Grand Lodges have official emails for, for each lodge like that. So you guys should be pretty proud. You just got to get the, uh, the guys to check their email. <laughs> that I can't. That I, can't well, I, think you, I think you mean the secretaries, but I mean, the, the key there is that, yeah, even some of those don't always check them. Uh, let's take a, uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and the guys from Amity are going to talk about their new release and all the upgrades and the cool new things you can do on the Amity app. At the historic Smithton Inn of Ephrata, Pennsylvania, we're pleased to serve the latest creations from Weathered Vineyard Winery, along with spirits from Thistle Finch Distillery in Lancaster, all to be experienced in the tasting room of a beautifully restored 18th century bed and breakfast. Cigars by DNS Cigar are available for your enjoyment in the courtyard. The historic Smithton Inn is convenient to Lancaster County's most interesting attractions. Just minutes from the Ephrata Cloister and the Green Dragon Farmer's Market, and a short drive can get you to charming Lidditz, thriving downtown Lancaster, as well as Hershey, Bird in Hand, and Intercourse, or Valley Forge in Gettysburg. Whether you're looking for a romantic getaway or an active vacation full of sightseeing and attractions, the historic Smithton Inn will be a welcoming oasis from everyday life, one that you'll want to visit again and again. Stop in and visit at 900 West Main Street in Ephrata, Pennsylvania, or check out our website at historicsmithtoninn.com or simply call us at 717-733-6094. Just ask for Passmaster Dave. And we're back. Uh, before we continue our uh, interview with the folks from the Amity uh, app, want, we want to thank our Patreons for uh, supporting our podcast. And for as little as one dollar a month, one dollar, just a dollar, you can make sure that this podcast stays on the air. Um, you will support its improvement, which God knows it needs it. Um, um, and you can keep great uh, content like this going. So go to patreon.com slash Masonic Light Podcast, and you can sign up for one of the three levels of support for our podcast. And we want to thank our most recent Patreon supporter, Freddie LeBron, uh, who is an entered apprentice mason at Eureka West Shore Lodge number 302, which just happens to be my lodge. Um, and actually, I didn't even know he was doing this. So, Freddie, thank you very much. There you go. Fanfare. Great. 
Thank you. Thank you for enabling our podcasting habit. Yes. That goes right along with the uh, order of the, the nights of the quarantine. I, I totally had a Monty Python moment there. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> Glad so I could bring up your mind. So either Joseph or uh, Jeremy or Michael, uh, whichever one wants to answer this, uh, how much, I mean, how many people do you have kind of on your app? Do you have the ability to determine those numbers? How many people you have that have downloaded your app or regularly use it or? Um, one million Masons. One million. On four oh, you use La- that's La- Larry's math. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're well over we're well over fifty thousand Masons in um, in about two hundred and twenty five ish Grand Lodges around about one hundred and five countries. So it's awesome. it's grown pretty well. Yeah, we're super excited. So tell, tell us about the newest, audience. Tell us about your new update. Uh, sure thing. I, nobody else is talking, so I'll jump in. Um, Amity 3 is live. We're excited about that because it is a complete and utter rewrite from uh, the old app. Um, we were using a tool that uh, has since been retired. And so we built the app uh, from scratch in uh, modern technology, the same technology Facebook uses for their app, just without all the surveillance. Um, and we've done everything over from the organization profiles, the lodge profiles, uh, and being able to view photos to building in King Solomon's Pass. Uh, so one of the cool things now, you can actually load a QR code on your phone, uh, which is your own pass, scan that with your camera, and it'll open right up in the Amity app and show your membership status in real time uh, if we can do that. So we can now add... Uh, QR codes for meetings. We can have QR codes to, to launch your lodge's profile. Um, and I mean, one of the cool things we're on your podcast right now and your podcast is in Amity on our new media library page. Wow. That's amazing. What? Yeah. We've got about now, uh, two dozen podcasts. Um, well, podcasts and blogs, almost 30, uh, that are in there. And basically you can go into the app and all the news you need as a Mason is right there at your fingertips. Wow, and that's a current oh. live feed to the to the to the recent version of that as well. Yep, that's great. So if you give us a QR code and we posted that on our Facebook page and website, people could come directly to your site, download the app, and get registered. Absolutely, awesome. Even better than that, you can put a QR code on your Facebook page or your website or print it out at the lodge. And wow. uh, if you scan that, it'll pop up your lodge's profile in Amity. And so people can see, you know, if you've got it there, the history of the lodge, when it was chartered, you know, things like that, jump to your social media pages, as well as directly from that page. If uh, you've got your meeting registered, just check into the meeting right there and uh, help the secretary keep his records. That's awesome. All right, and uh, what the hell is a QR code? <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it, right there. There we have it. <laughs> if, if you ever see a, a square image with a bunch of, it looks like a pixelated square, uh, that is a QR code, and your camera can read that. And basically, it's a it's a digital version of a URL or some piece of data. And your, your camera knows how to translate that into, uh, into computer code, and it'll take you where you need to go. So, so that, was, um, that was at least... No, I know what it is. There you go. No, I'm familiar with that, but I didn't know they call it a QR code. 
It just yeah, looks like squiggly it stuff. For, for quick response. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's finally just sort of getting mainstream. But basically, if you know, with an iPhone or an Android, you, you point your, fi- your phone at, uh, at one of the codes and it'll pop up whatever information is in that code. And in our case, it would be a URL that launches, uh, launches the right section of Amity. Whoa, that's impressive. So one of the, the most common reasons that you see this stuff, uh, which you may have experienced already, is for travel and entertainment. So, for example, if you've been on a flight lately, uh, 90% chance that the way that your boarding pass was read, if it was from your phone or even from a piece of paper, was a QR code. And what we're able to do now, actually, is offer a wallet pass for King Solomon's Pass, the, the sort of virtual membership card that we have in Amity. And that can sit in your phone's wallet with your boarding passes, your concert tickets, you know, your Jimmy John's uh, frequent buyer card, your Starbucks card, whatever it may be. Uh, and just from your wallet, pop up and say, hey, here's who I am. Scan this and it'll launch Amity. And any Grand Lodge with that, that has oversight can use that in their jurisdiction and, and literally have a, a digital uh, you know, member status. So New York is using that. We have they have all of our QR scans on our on our dues cards, as well as we have you know that that profile in your iWallet to be able to use in case you don't have your card. So this is the benefits of that type of technology. Two other and things I wanna, that were added. Go ahead, go ahead, Jeremy. Yeah, just just real quick to jump on that, I, I want to be clear about how that actually works, right? If you look at Joseph's dues card or Michael's dues card now from the Grand Lodge in New York, there is no expiration date on the dues card. There's not even a statement that says this individual is in good standing. The only thing on that dues card is their name and lodge, and then you turn it over and there's a QR code. And when you scan that QR code, it launches Amity. We go to their membership system in real time, come back with their membership status and return that to you as the viewer. And so if for some reason they got expelled five seconds ago, you'd know that. Whereas normally what we're used to is the Grand Lodge effectively delegates your membership status to a piece of paper, and you're now in good standing for a year because nobody can prove otherwise. So this is a huge benefit for Grand Lodges in making sure that the people that are supposed to be recognized as Masons are, and the people that aren't supposed to be recognized as Masons are not. And this goes back to where I said people have been contacting the Grand Secretary's office saying, who do I pay my dues to? You know, because it's, it's getting people involved. It's getting people connected. And it's, it's a great tool, uh, you know, for the Grand Lodge as well as for every Mason. So one of the other cool things that's updated in the app, and I'm a history buff, and, and uh, it's not, a, it's not a, a, a huge jump and lift in the app. But one of the neat things is that now you can also search for lodges by name. And this has never been done before. Every lodge throughout the world. So, you know, when this it comes to really Masonic cool Yeah, when it comes to Masonic research. So for instance, our lodge, Joseph and mine, our lodge is independent Royal Arch Lodge number two in New York. And there's very few lodges. In fact, Pennsylvania is one of the original lodges that did also have Royal Arch Lodges. There was a Royal Arch Lodge number three in Pennsylvania. This is this predates Grand Lodges. Um, and when most of the Grand Lodges were formed, Lodges either had to become a chapter uh, or they had to get rid of something in their name, uh, you know, and, and become a Lodge. And for some reason, ours continued. Um, so I've always been fascinated by that research. And so in our app now, 
you're able to actually search how many lodges have Royal Arch in the name. And it's really interesting that it's us in New York only has one and Scotland has 10 uh, to this day in, in their jurisdiction. So this type of tool is really interesting for you know, Masonic scholars and in, in, in researching different names throughout the craft or, um, you know, it can, it can really help in certain ways, uh, as well as other functionality like uh, summonses for, for lodge admins to send summonses, uh, you know, to the members of the lodge. That's a new uh, a new update within within the new app as well. So, you know, we're constantly moving. We're constantly thinking of new ways, thanks to all of your feedback. Uh, and that's what helps us grow. Uh, speaking of tools, um, I got a question from one of our listeners, um, Ralph Bacon Poppy, well-known tool. Um, <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> um, I'm going to excuse the, the, the language. He was he was in the army. Um, is there plans in the future to add the ability to add independent Masonic bodies such as Scottish Rite? Shriners or even grottos. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. You, you can actually see that if you go into King Solomon's Pass now, uh, you can select through the different uh, appendant bodies. Um, and we're working with a number of them. Uh, some in the York Rite, uh, the, the two Scottish Rite um, jurisdictions here in the U.S., uh, as well as other organizations like High 12. Uh, and the, the idea is, you know, we've had a really funny migration, if you will, in, in masonry the past couple of years. Everybody's gotten excited about moving from paper dues cards to plastic dues cards, but we don't quite realize it's like Freemasonry becomes the leading cause of sciatica because, you know, those paper dues cards that were a quarter of an inch high, if you had 20 of them, are now three inches because, you know, they're all plastic. And what we're able to do is roll them all into your phone and say, hey, don't worry about a dues card. We can go find your membership status immediately in real time, and it's more current than your dues card. And oh, by the way, you don't hurt your back with it in your wallet. So, what kind of what future plans do you have? I know you've just rolled out the most recent uh, update. Um, you have uh, ideas on your future rollouts? Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that we're working really hard on right now is augmenting the the meeting capability. Um, we're working with uh, an unnamed Grand Lodge in the Midwest uh, to help support their schools of instruction. Um, so. You know, those changes, the ability to actually certify that someone was at a meeting, um, you know, the ability to have RSVPs, that sort of thing is uh, is going to be huge. Um, but that expands all the way over into, you know, hey, how do we help people find each other? And Michael, you want to you want to say a little bit about the sort of masonry near me and where that's going? I know this is one of the things you're super passionate about. Yeah, sure. So that, if you'll notice in the new app, it really is overhauled completely where it's not like just find a lodge uh, or, or check Amity, right? We, we really had this idea of masonry near me and, and that can extend all the way to, you know, the appendant bodies. So for instance, right now we're, we're still in the crux of building that, but the idea is to be able to know what's around you and who's around me, you know, all permissible, of course, anybody who doesn't want to have used that or, or, or be seen all the time, whenever they want to, they can choose, but you know, there's so many capabilities and opportunities, um, you know, to have this type of technology where, you know, you could find out, okay, I'm driving through town. Hey, wouldn't it be interesting to know that that diner there is owned by a Mason, you know, and I could, I, I would, I would go eat at that diner versus somewhere else. If I knew that that was the case. 
So, you know, the rest of the world sort of has this technology and these opportunities, and we don't as the oldest fraternity in the world. So these are the things that really make me excited to, um, you know, doing it also with a sense of protocol. That was one of the first things that I was really excited about because Jeremy had already been a past master and I was just coming in to my, to my Masonic, uh, you know, career at that time. And, uh, you know, I was passionate about Masons connecting and we understand that each jurisdiction has these protocols and the true protocol is, you know, if I want to go visit somewhere, I have to contact my secretary. My secretary contacts the grand secretary. He contacts the other grand secretary and he reaches out to the secretary. And then the whole thing has to transpire the opposite way again to get the information back. And everybody knows that the trips are usually over by the time that that happens. And on top of social media has been completely, you know, compensating for all of that. So we knew that something had to take over and, and help us in a way of connecting one another at the same time doing it in a safe way that adheres to a lot of our ancient landmarks. Hey, Josh, uh, the Lamberton secretary, do they have a smartphone? Yeah. Rob's got a smartphone. <laughs> oh, not the secretary. I meant the Tyler. I know Rob does. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm not sure about the Tyler. <laughs> An abacus. He'll use an abacus. Yeah. yeah, but you know, here's here's the interesting thing, right? So what if, uh, and again, as Michael said, you know, one of the reasons that we're sort of taking our time to to roll some of these things out is because we want to make sure that the appropriate security is there. Um, but what if you could walk into Lodge and if you had your permissions set appropriately, you get a notification that says, you just got checked into Lodge. You know, like, done. End of story. I mean, obviously, you still need to go through and make sure that you know, the Tyler checks you, et cetera. But like from the, from the perspective of attending, okay, you're here. And now what you, what you have is you start to build your own Masonic passport, right. And see the history of where you've been and take notes and, and find the other people that were in the meeting and that sort of thing. Nice. So when we, when we talk about sort of the future, we talk about how do we make masonry real? You know, we all know that masonry is real in our lodge and it's real with the people that we're with and it's real when we have conversations like the one we're having now but i mean i, I worked in dc for the longest time i guarantee you every single office building i worked in there was a mason in the building that i didn't know was there and to me that's a travesty that's what we have to fix because we could have more of these amazing moments than we ever could imagine if only we knew they were possible I'm trying to think. It was one of the very original apps when the iPhone came out, you know, where you could bump and share information. You could bump cell phones together. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's a is a technology available that uh, like almost like 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 radar. You're like, oh no, I'm within I'm within 30 feet of a mason. That you, you know, start well, looking around and well, so that actually brings out the next uh, the, the next venture that that we've actually got involved, which which should be coming shortly after some of these updates is, is NFC wearable technology. Um, you know, being able to have NFC wearables that actually can do this. How, how, how interesting is it to not even have a card, but have a ring on that basically has your information on that, um, you know, to show people. So these are definitely ways that we're looking to hopefully uh, continue to benefit the craft. So Larry, Go. NFC, 
What? It's not the it's not the National Football Conference. It is near field communications. Okay. Just wanted to keep you up to speed. So, uh, what is that? Is that thirty feet? What is the the range for that now? So, so actually, no. It's it's purposely only a few centimeters, and that's kind of the cool thing. So, so if we're you know, there's two pieces here, right? On the one hand, what you were talking about is the ability to know kind of where your phone is, right? And so, again, if you've got your permissions set correctly, the ability to say, well, you know, I know your phone is here and Michael's phone is here, and you're thirty feet from each other, so we can send you a message saying there's a mason nearby. Do you want to talk to him? Right. Um, the, the other piece of it though, is, you know, imagine a ring that has basically the ability to, to launch your membership. And so what we've got now, what we're sort of trialing is a NFC enabled ring that when you wave it in front of a smartphone, it launches your King Solomon's pass and says in real time, can I talk to this person? Can I not talk to this person? Who are they? What grand lodge are they from? That sort of thing. That is space age creepy. <laughs> well, and that's, you know, the beauty of it is where, again, where we're coming from is all this technology is out there in the world. You know, Facebook is already looking up your, your drawers every time you open the app. We're doing this in a way that doesn't include all the sketchy drama, but does give all of the benefits of how can we actually help each other understand who we are. You know, I mean, you may be aware there are two Grand Lodges in Italy. Both of them are regular, but Grand Lodges in Europe tend to recognize one of them. Grand Lodges in the U.S. tend to recognize another one. So if you go to Rome and stand outside a building with a square and compasses on it, can you go in? It's not always a yes. And how do you know? Right? This is, this is what we're trying to fix. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll wrap up with the guys from Amity. We'll hear the, uh, the news from Jack. And whatever words of wisdom – our own Larry Maris wants to editorialize. Oh, Hello, brethren. Dutchy Duck is here again to give an update from my lodge, the Broken Plaw, number 377. Now, my report this month might start out sounding like a sad story, but it has a happy ending. Well, that's enough foreshadowing for now. In June, Brother Joseph Barr laid down his tools and went up to meet the Grand Architect of the Universe. His death was not COVID-related. As we Pennsylvania Dutch say, his heart just stopped making. In any event, this was the first death of a brother for quite some time. We've been lucky the past few months. Brother Joseph was a World War II veteran, active brother, and an all-around well-loved guy. He never went through the chairs, but also never missed a meeting. We planned along with his widow to perform a Masonic funeral for him. When the officers met to discuss the details, brother Johnny Schmoker quickly piped up and said that he had been growing real acacia in his one backfield and would bring a few sprigs along to the cemetery for us to use during the ceremony. We were all blown away that Brother Johnny had started growing a traditional plant from the Middle East in the hinterlands of southeastern Pennsylvania. In any event, everything was set for Saturday's ceremony. Saturday morning found us all dressed up in our tuxes, aprons, and collars out behind the local Lutheran church. We had planned to meet up 15 minutes early just to go over everything before we went to the cemetery to perform the ritual. 
As we were standing in the parking lot, Brother Johnny arrived. He jumped out of his truck carrying six very green stalks about three feet in length, and they had seven pointed leaves attached. Immediately, many of us looked on in horror. I quickly said, Johnny, what the heck are you doing with those? Johnny replied, what? I said, well, where's the acacia? Why, it's right here, dummy. I had no idea that they grew so tall, Johnny said. I quickly piped up, well, where did you get those? I told you, Johnny said, I planted some seeds out in my back field. We later found out that last year, brother Johnny was at the Green Dragon Farmer's Market shopping. And while out on the very back parking lot by the edge of the woods, Johnny picked up some seeds from a rather shady guy, promising him that these were acacia seeds. I'm sure by now you figured out that they weren't acacia seeds, but good old marijuana. You know, the devil's lettuce. Poor brother Johnny had no idea. So there we stood in our Sunday best, ready to perform one of the most solemn and important rituals that our fraternity has, and we held in our hands six stalks of illegal plants. We quickly debated what to do. We only had about five minutes to decide, but what were our options? We were really up against the electric fence on this one. We decided to go ahead and use Brother Johnny's plants in the hopes that no one would know what they were. While the ceremony was taking place, I kept scanning the crowd to see their reactions as the master laid the sprigs of acacia on the casket. Most of the older people there had no reaction. However, there were many raised eyebrows from the younger people in attendance. Our officers never broke character, performed the ceremony, and we walked away. Afterwards, Brother Joseph's great-nephew approached us about joining the craft. I discreetly had to tell him that no hallucinogenic plants would ever be used in the temple. He quickly withdrew his petition. Till next time, work hard, stay plumb, and out in the lights when you leave the room. Okay, hey, this is Larry bringing everybody back. Uh, the guys from Amity are here, and you know what? For the past 45 minutes, I have had no idea what they've said. None. Zero. <laughs> this is a great app, and so glad to have yeah, the guys so on the show. If, <laughs> so if if I'm a Mason Tim, in any jurisdiction, <laughs> and I know I'm going to be go traveling to see Cousin Bubba down in North Carolina, let's say, and while I'm down there, I want to go visit a lodge. Um, how do I do that? How can I use the Amity app to make sure that I'm not going to some clandestine, you know, clan event or, um, you know, actually a, a lodge event that, uh, my grand lodge uh, approves of, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to break this down. So, uh, so we can get Larry on board. That's my goal for today. Uh, so I'll, I'll say I'll say two things. Uh, one is if you've got the app open, it's as simple as hitting find and then typing in a location and hitting go. And what you get back is a list of lodges that are in the, the radius, you know, in a circle around the location that you entered. You can tap on any one of them, find out more. And there's a, a recognition status and you can actually tap on that as well. 
and it'll launch your Grand Lodge and their Grand Lodge and say, this is what your Grand Lodge thinks, this is what their Grand Lodge thinks, and with that math, you can or can't visit. What's even cooler, though, is let's say Larry is out on a park bench, you know, staring at the sun or some birds, um, and somebody walks up and says, hey, I'm a Mason. Love you, Larry. Uh, You know, and Larry says, well, how can I know that? And the guy says, well, I've got this QR code here. Why don't you take a look at it? And, and Larry literally can pull out his camera, hold the camera over the code, and it'll launch, uh, it'll launch either our website or our app and immediately say, this is who this person is. This is the lodge that they come from. This is your relationship with that Grand Lodge. And you can know right immediately just, just by waving your phone over a code. You know, whether or not you have the the ability to exactly a QR code, whether you're whether or not you have the ability to let that guy into your lodge. Now, I'm going to pose a question. Say I'm in France. They have three different grand lodges in France. At least. Um, That gets tricky. Uh, Most of them, I think two of them are not recognized by our grand lodges in the United States. What if I want to go to one of those unrecognizable ones, but I ask if it's recognizable? <laughs> and they say, no, it's not. It immediately I go sends an email track. to the grand secretary saying, <laughs> please suspend this member. Uh, you're not tracked, no. You're only in trouble if you get caught, Larry. <laughs> but you know this is it's actually a really good question and and i'll tell you one of the things that we've done and you know some grand lodges might get mad at us for it but we think it's the right thing to do you know in in the instance where i'm a member of three grand lodges let's say why well, i'm actually i'm a member of a grand the grand lodge of maryland and a member of the grand lodge of dc the grand lodge of uh of dc can see the meetings that i've gone to in that jurisdiction you know, or, or what I've done there, and Maryland can see the opposing side, right? So there, there are some, some there, there is some consideration given to, you know, who quote unquote owns the membership that you're going somewhere with, and how do you choose to do that? Because you know, one of the best examples is actually Michael and Joseph, because um, they can't go visit anybody in Scotland right now, because New York and Scotland are on the outs, right? So that doesn't mean that anybody's saying that you know, New York Masons are not Masons or Scotland Masons are not Masons. But the fact of the matter is, if you have two different memberships, well, it's completely legal, for example, for you to use a DC membership and go to a Grand Lodge of Scotland Lodge. A lot of people don't talk about that. But there's a there's an interesting question there of, hey, what can you do as a Mason? What Grand Lodge are you representing yourself as? And how does all that math work out? And uh, and that's, you know, it's one of the more quirky parts of Amity and how we've had to build the system. But we've tried to do that in, in a way that not only respects Mason's privacy, but gives you the answer that you need from the membership that you are representing. That's a good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Awesome, guys. I mean, that's a lot to digest, but congratulations on getting the new app out and all your success. Um so yeah, Michael Radigan, uh, Jeremy Barnes. I, I wrote it on a piece of paper, then doodled over it. So I hope I got that right. <laughs> and uh, Joseph Grabowski. Guys, thank you. And um, stick around. We're going to keep you on the show. You get to hear the, the rest of this train wreck going off the rails. In Masonic News Today, recently 
on the anniversary of the Battle of Gettysburg. A group of protesters attempted to gather at the Masonic Friend to Friend Memorial for the purpose of making some sort of political statement. Immediately prior to that event, several hundred bikers encircled the monument and, after civil discourse, told the protesters, Nuh-uh, not here, not now. The non-protest ended quietly, with only a minor disagreement between the parties. Additional comments have been removed by Facebook. Thank you, bikers. You know who you are. That's the Masonic News. Snowboat it was. Thank you, Brother Cronkite. Um, so, uh, we'll go back around in the same order we started with. Joseph, what do, what do you have going on in the next week or so Masonically? Uh, nothing in the next week or so. Just I'm going to be attending a couple different uh, Zoom meetings from uh, from all over. Some, some very interesting brothers are going to be giving uh, some different talks. And uh, then in a couple weeks, uh, we unfortunately uh, lost our immediate uh, past secretary of our lodge uh, during this uh, during the last couple months. So uh, we're we're going to be doing a remembrance service for him uh, in about uh, two weeks. Very good, uh, Josh. Anything going on with you or Lamberton Lodge? Uh, no, not really. Just uh, continuing to. Uh get everything ready for reopening um i'm sure i'm gonna have to communicate with the other uh masters at the uh masonic center here in the near future about what we're doing as far as as getting back in the masonic center but uh, sonic yeah. center still doesn't know what they're doing josh yeah <laughs> yeah that's what i hear so easy now yeah <laughs> Larry, that Masonic Center, it's the, the board meeting is your breakfast now. All the board members yeah, go, so we can't talk about them I'm anymore. I'm getting a lot of negative feedback about that. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Larry, so what do you have going on? Uh, not a whole lot. Pete Boos and Gridiron tomorrow morning, which I may or may not attend. I'm not quite sure on that yet, but other than that, not a whole lot. Uh, the real Jeremy. Jeremy, are you? I, I my memory's foggy. Are you the uh, the guy that's stuck in Guadalajara, Mexico? Mexico? Yes, sir. I am. Uh, stuck is a, a relative just, term, but yeah. Can you just give us uh, up to speed how long you've been there and how that all went down? So I actually came down here at the end of February after the Conference of Grand Masters uh, with the intention of uh, you know getting some work down here. I usually I, I usually do a lot of traveling. Um, if you look at my Instagram, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, but we're looking to bring on some folks down here. And, uh, you know, then the coronavirus happened. And I said, well, why would I go back to the States when I could stay here with sun and tacos? <laughs> so I stayed. <laughs> but to your point, you know, uh, I'm actually coming back next week. So next Wednesday, I will be back in, uh, I guess, is the U.S. COVID central now? Um, and only, my, Florida my big, te- only Florida and Texas. That depends well, on your right. political perspective. All right. Yeah, no Amen. <laughs> uh, but so, so I will be uh, bringing some mezcal to a socially distanced uh, uh, camping trip with my lodge uh, in about 10 days, which I'm super mm-hmm. excited about. So 
we will be in the wilds of uh, Western Virginia. Yeehaw. And uh, so, Jack, what do you have going on? Uh, well, I just put out a thing to my, my lodge that uh, I would be delighted to have members just stop by for a casual thing tomorrow. But by the time this airs, that will be over. So I don't know. I think we're, uh, we're coming back in September is my understanding. And until then it'll be the same deal. Not sure about what's going on with Michael Carpovage. We did have him arranged for our November meeting to talk about um, saved by a Mason, but uh, not sure how that's going to work out yet. Have to have to square that with the worshipful master. All right, Brother Michael Radigan, what, what's going on with you? Well, so, yeah, we, we're going to have that remembrance for the past master that passed away. And, and um, I'm sort of wrapping up. I, I'm, you know, I should have left office and assumed the role of a past master uh, back in May, which didn't happen. So fortunately, that looks like it'll be happening in September. And um, I will I will be going, uh, you know, sitting in, as the chaplain in the lodge at that point. It uh, looks like, we, you know, we're, I think we're going to be going to um, Ezekiel Bates. Uh, and, and there's a couple Masonic cons coming, coming up. Uh, we're looking forward to, to other Masonic conferences opening up. That's something we've done quite a bit, uh, but that's been on hold. But uh, besides that, just back at work, you know, keeping New York City safe and, and uh, add more features and, and, and benefits to Amity. And uh, Tim, I don't know if you can hear us, but we hear you rambling while everybody's talking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, apparently, my internet is like a crazy mess tonight. So, yeah, kudos Josh to Michael, though, for just continuing will, on. Hopefully, Josh will mute me at the appropriate places or wherever I'm just rambling on too much. That's, well, that's the, the beauty that's of the, the beauty of Zencaster is you're on your own track, so we can just make it like you weren't here. Well, Michael like is showing like lost in space on my list here. But anyway, so two events I want to talk about. One is on August the third, Monday, August the third, Eureka West Shore Lodge number three hundred and two in Mechanicsburg is hosting a family picnic and cigar smoker um, at the Mechanicsburg Club Fairground or the Mechanicsburg Club grounds in Mechanicsburg. Uh, donations will be accepted for dinner, but you need to um, email the Worshipful Master at kbrobinson at comcast.net uh, if you plan to attend with how many uh, intend to uh, show up. Uh, we're going to have a pulled pork smoker, uh, something or another, some mac and cheese. The key word for me was uh, cigars, uh, but that's going to be on August the 3rd. And then, uh, again, just uh, the Grand Valley of uh, Harrisburg will have its cigar smoker on Sunday, September the 13th. Uh, information on that can be found on the Valley uh, or the Grand Valley of Harrisburg's website, which is valleyofharrisburg.org. And um, would love to have a big crowd out there. They're going to have a live band. Folks from Hireman Solomon Cigars are going to be there. And they're expecting a couple hundred people spread across the parking lot outside. When did it become the Grand Valley of Harrisburg? When uh, Past Master Moyer declared the Valley of Reading, I think that's what the response was. So. Yeah, but we never said Grand. No, but you were the Valley. So well, we're the Valley, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> this is a good problem to have. We actually have um, our next few shows all lined up. Um, That's scary. We think, planned ahead. I Well, I think we took Larry off the detail of booking guests. Fuck the past. So episode one or two is going to be Carl Hearn and Nathan Tweedy. They're, uh, they both are Masonic clothiers. Um, episode one and three, we've already recorded that, but uh, we have Heather Calloway. And I do believe Larry got us Heather Calloway. Great interview. Yes, I, did. Great I, got, you, I got, you, got you Chris Hodap too, damn it. Yeah, good job, Larry. And um, episode 104 is going to be a very special one. That's going to be in September. That's when we're going to launch the Knights of the Zoroasters. Um, the status of that right now, the art is 95% done. Joey Doherty has all of the, uh, he's stringing all of the different pieces together. He's writing original score music and adding all kinds of effects. Um, I don't know. It's either going to be awesome or completely terrible. We, we don't know yet. Uh, episode 105, author Jamie Lamb. Episode 10, my notes are not very good. UK Simon. Uh, oh, anyway, I remember. Yeah, Simon uh, started up a night of the quarantine in the UK. Right. It's Simon Pulkinghorn. Thank you very much. That's the most English name. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> yeah, oh, there's my dogs helping out. Even, even woke Diesel up. <laughs> <laughs> As I throw scissors across the room and I hit the uh, the tools hanging on the fireplace to shut them up, um, and uh, and then in, in oct- late October we're going to have Toby from the Odd Fellows. So that's it for me. This is scary. We're actually we're actually planning ahead. Can I can I give a plug for something? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just a quick note. I, I want to uh, give a shout out to R.J. Johnson in Chicago and uh, and the upcoming Masonicon Chicago in in September as well. Um, we're excited uh, for that. It looks like it's going to be partially in person, partially online, um, but excited to be a part of that as well. So if you're in the Chicago area, you, know, you weren't able to make Ezekiel Bates, for example, for Masonicon, uh, this is going to be a great event. Very cool. <laughs> And now, Larry, you know what time it is, right? It's chicken time. Do those chickens. Hey, special thanks to our guests from the Amity app. Great show tonight, guys. Also, uh, special thanks to Everlodge665, who we really missed being in the studio. And hopefully, in the next few weeks, we're going to be back home. Also, to Josh Lamberton, our producer-director, who continues to perform miracles. Jack Harley, our news director, Timmy Gedman, our marketing director, and our Masonic Light podcast contributors, Jim Stevens, Michelle Snyder, and the great Doug Madden for our Dutchie Duck. Also, too, I want to close out for recognizing Ed Alexander from Manford Lodge 515 in Manford, Oklahoma. Send a little ditty. He asked about, do I know what the difference between a Masonic ritualist and a Middle Eastern terrorist is? I said, no. He says, well, you can negotiate with a terrorist. This is Larry saying good night and thanks for listening. Oh. 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 This is Tim. Good night. 
is Jack uh, just saying I have nothing to do with that last comment? Yeah, so Larry, yeah, Larry is um, <laughs> likes to offend a whole culture of people. So good, good job, Larry. Love that. Uh, this is Pete, uh, Joseph, uh, Jeremy, and Michael. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great I night. I appreciate man. it. Bye.